the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. It's Thursday, October 8th, year 2009. Get your calls on the air. It's a call-in show. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. This is a show that's truly dedicated to getting you to retirement and that nest egg. I had to meet with management yesterday, and management probably wants me to be a little bit more like Armstrong and Getty. They're funnier than me, but I'm smarter than them. Or maybe my audience is smarter. That's the goal. I want to get you to age 60 to 100. We live in strange times. We live in strange times with federal government spending, with federal budget deficits. doesn't really seem to add up. How can we be a trillion plus dollars in a deficit and yet at the same time continue to look to spend a trillion plus dollars? If you were the government, in a lot of ways, corporations are real people. They're considered people. If you were the government, would your wife, would your husband... Let you go out and spend a trillion dollars while you already are a trillion dollars in debt? Probably the answer to that is not bloody likely. But then again, I don't know. Maybe. There's a lot of ways you can get to retirement. For instance, you can save money in a 401k. You can inherit it. You can invest in stocks or you can invest in real estate. You can invest in bonds. There's so many ways to do it. And the right answer is there is no right answer. You want to slowly accumulate it. You're not going to get wealthy in 10 years. You can get wealthy in 30 and 40 years. Let's talk about some of the the stories that are out there today. I think the one that really strikes me is, are we creating another housing bubble? Are we creating another housing bubble? Isn't the last bubble still playing out? Yeah. And we'll talk about that for sure. Uh, But for instance... In San Francisco Gate Day, signs of life in Mission Bay real estate market. A growing online gaming company is negotiating to lease a vacant waterfront building at Mission Bay. A biotech firm announced Friday that it's going to relocate nearby. This is indicating that development area is making progress and possibly signaling that San Francisco's commercial real estate market is starting to correct. It's starting to play itself out, so to speak. With that said, I think it's a bit early to say that. Some signs of life doesn't mean that we're in the clear. What happened from 2002 to 2006 in real estate will bloody never happen again. As much as you want it to, it's not going to. The easy money of dot-com stocks, never going to happen again. The easy money of real estate, not going to happen for a while. People are still sore. People are still tired and people are still tender from it. And you got to understand that... It doesn't play. It takes 10 years to get into a problem, Terry. How long do you think it's going to take to get out of a problem territory? 
It's not going to be instantaneous. It's not going to be instant gratification. So back to San Francisco real estate. The company Zynga, founded in 2007, has got several hundred employees, two offices elsewhere in the city. Zynga is going to lease three floors in a six-story glass brick building at 500 Terry Francois Boulevard, just south of the new condominium complex. Now, when you put 500 employees there, what's going to happen? Well, they're going to want to move near there. They're going to want to live near there. So they're going to, you know, sop up some of the demand, so to speak. That will happen. And it'll help. With that said, still think it's quite problematic. Quite problematic. And what we're doing in high-end real estate right now is just starting to play itself out in adjustable rate mortgages. A lot of people... In 2006, they bought a million-dollar home with adjustable rate mortgage. We really are going to be 2011 before all these adjustable rate mortgages because they tend to be a five-year arm or a three-year arm before they're all played out. A lot of them are three, so they're playing out right now. A lot of them are five, so they're going to be playing out in the next year, two years. Now, the good thing is that interest rates are still pretty low. The bad news is that from 2006, high-end real estate's down at least 20%. So refinancing, you're going to have to refinance a, a bigger nugget in an adjustable rate mortgage, or you may not qualify to refinance anything at all. You're going to have to sell your home. you agree with me that the real estate market hasn't flushed properly yet? We've gotten some of it down the toilet, but not all of it, and there's a lot of trash out there. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Five six three nine. Now, we could talk about some of the other issues that are out there today because certainly real estate's not the only one. I think one of the bigger ones out there is healthcare reform. Let's talk a little bit about it. Senate Finance Health Plan, it could cut the deficit by $81 billion. And that's breathing a lot of sign of life into Obama's healthcare reform. So a health overall proposal by Senator Max Baucus. He got a boost today from Congressional Budget Office. Actually, I guess it was yesterday when the CBO gave it kind of a, a blessing. Ultimately, his bill wouldn't add to the deficit through 2019 and probably would continue to raise more money for the government than it cost after that time. The widely awaited preliminary estimate from the CBO found that the bill would reduce the deficit by $81 billion through 2019. Now, the CBO has said the gross cost of the bill comes to roughly $829 billion over that time. That includes the cost of subsidies for the uninsured to purchase health coverage, increased spending on Medicaid and children's health programs, tax credits for small businesses. Bacchus said that he was very pleased with the estimate. The analysis helps Bacchus as he tries to win approval for the bill in the financial plan panel, which he chairs. Now, possibly the end of this week, we could get a vote. Now, there's another story out there. Healthcare. Plan It's going to be $829 billion in cost, save us $81 billion per year. That's not too bad. Now, there's another issue. Federal budget deficit tripled to a record $1.4 trillion for 2009. Now, hold on. Wait, wait. You almost have to grasp that and laugh. In one year, our federal budget deficit tripled. Congressional analysts uh, came out with a number today from the CBO it's bad news for the White House and its allies in Congress as they press ahead with health care overhaul legislation that could cost $900 billion. The unprecedented number flows from several factors, including a big drop in tax revenues due to the recession, $245 billion in emergency spending on the Wall Street bailout, 
Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. $200 billion for Barack Obama's economic stimulus bill. So the previous record deficit was $459 billion. That was in 2008. We are drunk sailors. $1.4 trillion upside down in one year. Let's go to Anthony and Lafayette, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Anthony? Hi, Rob. I just, uh, I was trying to refire my house uh, a few months ago, and uh, I owed 400 grand on it, and uh, they, it came back, the appraisal came back 380, and, you know, I see interest rates are still dropping, and I'm wondering if, uh, if, if you see the interest rate staying uh, low for the next two to three months. I think so. Um, I don't think they'll be this low. Uh-huh. Uh, but they could be. But no, I don't think you're going to see interest rates take off anytime soon. Um, I don't think that's in the plans in any way, shape, or form. The Fed Reserve should start to raise interest rates down okay. the line. But again, uh-huh. you're talking about 30-year rates. You're not talking about overnight rates. Right. So right. And right now, as long as the Federal Reserve continues to do things like buy mortgage-backed securities – and the FHA continues to get funded with government money, and they're helping people into you know the mortgage liquidity market. I think you'll be okay. Okay, it's just it's just that uh, it's frustrating when I go to my bank and I see the interest rates are just going down, and you know I, my my home uh, I'm like sixteen thousand dollars short to hit that valued in order to get it refied. How are you going to come up with that sixteen thousand? Well, uh, I have it in the bank, but I want to have emergency money. Cash on hand. So. Okay, so you're being you're being reasonable. It sounds like. I hope so. <laughs> it's it's uh I could be saving four hundred dollars a month if my, this refire were to go through. And that four hundred dollars a month ultimately is your, you and your spouse. That's your whole you know retirement plan funding. Yeah. Which is pretty nice. Yeah. So. Okay. okay. So, well, thanks for the call. Thank you. Good luck. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Long-term interest rates that are set on mortgages, they tend to be set by they tend to be set by inflation expectations and economic expectations. So maybe you would see a bit of a move up if this quarter, this third quarter earnings season is a blowout and we see a pickup in revenue. But last night Alcoa comes out and they had they had great earnings. Problem is they had great earnings because they fired people and because their commodity cost went down. Their sales actually dropped over thirty percent year over year. That's pretty horrific. So had their sales picked up thirty percent, today we'd probably be seeing long term interest rates creep higher. So I think he wants to get that mortgage sooner than later. You don't want to sit on it for too long. But with that said, I don't think mortgage rates are gonna jump and leave them behind anytime soon. Get your calls in the air, it's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. It's eight hundred three four five. Five six three nine. It's the Rob Black Show. Talking money, talking investing, talking retirement, talking anything you want to talk about. You want to talk San Jose Sh- Sharks hockey? Fine, bring it on. Tomorrow we're going to be talking with Dan Rusinowski. You want to talk investing? Great. You want to talk your anger at politicians? Hey, my angle is I'm not angered at them. I just hate them all. I'm apathetic. I wish I could throw them all in a well and get rid of them. I just don't think they ultimately have our best interests in execution. In heart, yeah, but not in execution. The system's broken. Straw Black Show, 800-345-5639. You're listening to 910 AM, more stimulating talk. Straw Black Show. 
I'm Rob Black, talking mostly financial issues. On occasion, I stray. Part of my goal in this radio show is to show you more about who I am. So you're going to be learning more about who I am because I think it'll give you a little bit more color into why I believe what I believe. This show dedicated to getting you to retirement, and I don't care if you're 20 or 60. I want your age from 60 to 100 to be good, as good as possible. I want you to have some Viagra moments. I don't want you to have eating cat food moments. I want you to have the spoiling the grandkids moments. I don't want you to have the you live in your house and you never leave moments. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Now, I've made most of the mistakes in the book. I pursued love with money. I started that in high school. That I'd buy my way into affection, so to speak. I've told the story numerous times about the first girl I ever met, Ann Kiefer. I was a freshman. She was a senior. She was uh, curvy, to say the least. And long story short, uh, first date was a Madonna, Beastie Boys concert. Second date was her prom. Third date was her birthday. And all of those were big ticket items for a guy who was, you know, scooping ice cream to, to make money. I was building Apple II C's, Apple II E's. Third date, end of the date, I got to meet her boyfriend. So had I invested that money, it'd be over $60,000 in this, you know, 20 plus years later. I screwed up. I failed to live within my means. That's probably the biggest mistake most of us make. I'll talk about more of them as the show rolls. 800-345-5639. Julia in San Jose. Julia? Hello? Hi. Hi, sorry. Um, this is a really timely subject. We're actually in the process of refining. We have a five-in-one arm that we got in 2007 yep. at 5.5%. And now we're looking at you know them dropping below 5%. And so the decision is, do we go with another five-in-one or a 30-year fixed? It's a, the balance is like 440 so we just go over that 417 And we don't have the cash to buy down to a, a, uh, the under 417 conforming. Typically, what I'm going to say is the best idea is contact my friend who will look at your story. He'll, okay. look at your, he'll look at your credit history. He'll look at your income. He'll look at your collateral. Um, he might be able to do things like rapid uh, credit score improvement that gets you to where you need to be. He might know of a different program that, get, you know, he got me, for instance, he got me a 600000 plus loan for under 5%. Wow. So it's, it's doable. It depends on if you have equity and no equity and it depends on if you're a good story. And yeah, get, there's equity, and, and we're 775 credit score. That's good. So contact, um, go just go to BayAreaLoanSource.com and contact Tony there. And um, he's honest. He's hardworking. He will give you the scenario of let's just look at the 30-year. Let's look at a 5-year, 5-1. Uh, um, if you can get the 30, and there's really no price difference between a 30 and a 5-1 right now, I'd get the 30. Okay. Um, so it, I... Yeah. And again, I don't think 30 year rates are going anywhere anytime soon. So perhaps you can try to figure out a way to, you know, buy down a, a point or two if you have to or uh, buy down uh, and get more principal on, on your deal, so to speak. But definitely go 30 if you can. OK. And would you see if we can and then if we can't, the five year, um, would you see them going a lot higher in five years where we would be able to refinance into a 30 at five years from now, or is that yeah. a bad gamble? There's two schools of thoughts, Julia. One is that we'll stay in a deflationary period for a year or two before we start hitting inflation. 
a lot of people are fearful that with money so cheap around the world that we're going to be looking at double-digit inflation like we did in the 1970s. I don't think that's the case. If we hit double-digit inflation, you would be looking at mortgage rates at around 10%. I don't think that's the case. I think we're a little bit better at managing monetary stimulus and monetary policy than we've ever been before. But, you know, there's no doubt about it that our Federal Reserve Greenspan back in 2001 when he lowered interest rates after terrorism, 9-11, that that helped create a housing bubble. So they're not perfect in any way, shape, or form. But I would say uh, if you do get stuck with a five-year, maybe look two years down the road to to see where rates are. But I don't see massive inflation uh, until jobs come back. And I don't see jobs coming back anytime soon. So um, until the jobs come back, we're going to probably be in a deflationary or slightly inflationary environment. Uh, depends on world co- economics. But I would say chances of double-digit inflation, 20, 20% or less. It's it's very nominal. I, I'd go with that bet, so to speak. So thanks for the call, Julia. 800-345-5639. Look at this. Diane in Palo Alto. Ladies are calling in. Diane? Hi, Rob. This is Diane from the blog. Oh, hey. How you doing? Um, My husband and I saw you in Palo Alto, and you were just wonderful. Oh, that's kind of you to say that. Or we saw you in Los Gatos. I apologize. Oh. My my question is is that um, I have a 401k to my workplace. Okay. And um, I've made some um, uh, nice gains in the last few weeks. Um, One of my friends was up like 70, and the other was up about 98%. And my question is, I'm 58 years old, and I'm wondering if I should move those gains aside into, like, a money market while continuing to invest um, in emerging markets in Latin America. So you want to pull money out of Latin America and just put it in cash for a while? Uh, yes, I was thinking, putting it into something safe where it will continue to grow, though, small, but in case there is the double-dip recession, which we read so much about, um, if I should move the money into a safer investment. Um. What else do you have in your 401k? Um, I have I have Wells Fargo. I went into, um, a few weeks ago, I listen to you pretty regularly as much as I can, and a few weeks ago I went back into emerging markets in Latin America because I moved the money into kind of safe harbors for a while. So I went back into blends. I, I have stocks and I have funds. Do you fe- I, I don't have it in front of me right now. So okay. I can't no, no. Sure. Do you have anything defensive? Like do you have an income fund or... Yes, very small, though. I went heavily into the emerging markets in Latin America because of the fact that I saw some very nice gains to be had there. And I think you're right. Um, Keep in mind, I think the rest of the world is a lot better to invest in right now than the United States. So I would prefer that you stay invested. You're only 58. You're not going to be drawing on this money for a while. And I think the low interest rate environment around the world continues to create stimulus and demand around the world. The U.S. economy is important, but right now I want some exposure to international economies um, on top of what you currently have. So I'm leaning, if you could take the volatility to ride it out, I'm not as fond of Latin America as I am of South America, um, which some some would say that a lot of Latin American funds are, are tied towards Mexico and the central um, and, and less so on the south. So I'd, I'd really like to see the fund before I say yes, absolutely. Um, but I still like Asia. And I still like the value that is in Europe, but if you were to put a gun to my head, I'd go Asia, Europe, and then um, South and Central America. Okay. Uh, With that said, we've had huge gains. Keep in mind, 
This quarter's earnings, we're going to see down 20% year over year. But next quarter, we're supposed to see up 60% uh, with no signs of sales increase. That's okay. Um, I still think there's trillions of dollars on the sidelines. And I would like a 10 to 15% correction, but I'm not betting on it. I'm still fully invested. Yeah, it's such a strange market. It's hard to really kind of foresee the future because it just isn't acting as according to what's typical of what we've seen in the past. I got a birthday card that said uh, it was a monkey that held a, uh, a card up to his head, and, and, he, and it's kind of like a, a mind reader. And he goes, in your future, I see great things or I see bananas. And the trick is, Diane, I don't want you to guess in what, what's going to happen I want you to get some hedges in your portfolio, but I want you yeah. to be mostly fully invested for the next five years. Will there be times where you want to go to cash and you look back and say, oh, I should have gone to cash? Absolutely. Um, but if you've got a good portfolio, I think it'll fight a worst case scenario. And keep in mind, the correction that we had in 2008, 2007, that was the worst one you'll see in your lifetime. Probably, unless we go to hell in a handbasket. People really thought... People thought that drop, Diane, was because banks were going out of business. Mm-hmm. People thought that one was because we were going into a depression. So we showed that we didn't. And I think we've become a little bit wiser as a nation. And I think we understand that a recession's a bad thing, but it's not awful. And I find good things in recessions as they curb speculation. Um, so I'm inclined to say write it out, Diane, if you can. If you've got the right portfolio, you still have a long way to go. Okay. Okay, thanks for the call. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Now, on one hand, I look at the retail sales numbers today, and I go, good. On the other hand, I go, but people don't have money to spend. Retail sales rose for the first time in 13 months in September. Results at American Eagle and Kohl's and Ross. We're definitely going to Ross. Um, Did well. Back to school did okay. Let's go to Julie in Half Moon Bay. Julie? I love your show. You're very kind. And, and I had a question for you. Um, about three years ago, um, some friends of ours made us an offer that we couldn't review, refuse. <laughs> they own Are they in the a, mafia? <laughs> no. They own a uh, villa down in St. Lucia and okay. in the Caribbean. Nice. And they wanted us to go in um, on another villa with them. And they said we could use their villa anytime we wanted to, and we would use the other one as um, rental, like income, yeah, yeah. rental. And uh, so we we did that. And for the first couple of years, we rented it out long term, and it worked out fine. Then the long term rental market uh, dried up with the recession, and we haven't been able to rent it out long term. So we tried short term. We did a um, a website for it. We haven't rented it out in like the last you know, six months since we did that. And the only problem is we continue to pay a management fee to the on-site management um, uh, person that, that we purchased the villa from. Sure. And I'm wondering how much sense it, it makes to continue to hang on to it and, you know, throw money at it if, if we're not making any money um, or if it makes sense just to, you know, keep paying the management fee, hold on to it you know, for when the... Um, recession's over and the uh, you know markets come back how upside down are you on it per month we're not we we pay cash for it okay and we we own our current home outright okay. we don't have any debt so how much cash do you pay for the house um I'm, i was trying to remember that when i called i think we paid about 360 uh 
thousand for it, um, it, not just us, but all together. And it was uh, a furnished, um, furnished home, and it was brand new. And it's a freestanding house, not a, not a condo. And you've been to St. Lucia, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Real quick, what's the website? Um, I'd like to see your property. <laughs> that would be great. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. I think it's called um, uh, Castle uh, Paradiso or something like that. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what, what we entitled the website. I don't know if a lot of people Maybe. know, but St. Lucia is probably the best island. Maybe St. Bart. Um mm-hmm. It's it's so much nicer than Hawaii. Hawaii is kind of ghetto and low class when you compare it um, to uh, what you can get in St. Lucia. Right, right. And a lot of people we don't know that. So Castle Paradiso. Let's see if this is it. Yeah, I think I think that's it. And if if it's not, you got to send it to me because I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, I okay, once went I, I once went to St. Lucia and I stayed at a resort that uh, had 13 rooms and they all had three walls and you, <laughs> three walls. You're like. That's right. There's a wall missing. It's so lovely um, mm-hmm. in St. Lucia. So, okay. Yeah, it is, and it's the 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 villa is located on the south end of the island, mm-hmm. where it's not yeah, it's not crowded like the north end. Right. And it's both good and bad in that there's not the traffic issues, and it's, but there's not the restaurants. Really, right? But there's not the restaurants. We were hoping to get. Um, uh, there was like a Ritz Carlton going up and all sorts of other, you know, really nice resorts going up on either side. And then they all ground to a halt. So we haven't seen the growth that we were hoping to see. My expectations is that you term, will it's probably a good, it's probably a good investment. St. Lucia will oh. still be St. Lucia. You know, yeah. Hawaii will still be Hawaii. San Francisco will still be San Francisco. There's some pretty good luxury markets out there. Um, right. It sounds to me like Julie, that you should be getting roughly 16,000 per year. For an income from that property, and if you're not, then you should consider letting it go. But if you can ride it out financially, and it sounds like you and your husband have done well, you've got two pieces of property paid for in cash, I'd consider writing it out. Um, yeah, it's it's not that we can't write it out. I just wondered if it made sense to write it out. You know, it's, it's like maybe someday we might want to, you know, live part time down there. But yeah. you know, who knows? There's We're, only you know, so many heaven. There's only so many heavenly island villas in the world. Um, in Stockton, there's a lot of land, so you can continue to build real estate. So you chose real estate based on location. That was very, very smart, in my opinion. I I question why y'all have paid off everything. That's financially not a smart thing to do. St. Lucia. I should have called you and asked you before we did that. We did that about six months ago. I should have called and said, how smart is this to pay off our home loans? St. Lucia is in hurricane, you know, uh, you get one big hurricane, knock it down. So make sure it's properly insured. Oh, yeah, um, it is. It's properly insured. And good news is it's already been through one hurricane, and it's solid, like, cement. Oh, good. It, nothing happened to it whatsoever. Okay. Do you and your husband have a financial planner? Um, Sort of, through okay. Charles Schwab. Uh, don't. Okay, and thanks for the call. And I'm going to talk a little bit when we come back, because you're well off, and using someone through Schwab is okay, but Schwab will appoint those people based on how much business they do with Schwab. And that's not typically ideal. I think you want to go with someone independent down the road. But I'll talk about that when we come off break because you're wealthy. And you should be running these questions through that person and not necessarily through me because I don't know your whole picture. You could have said, oh, yeah, the way, Rob, I forgot to say, I got six kids in wheelchairs. And then I'd be like, sell that place in St. Louis. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Sounds like Julie did well for herself. Take a break. Be right back. 
every now and then I start to itch if I don't talk about stocks. It's a condition that I have. Big news this week was that Dell's going to start selling a, what are they going to sell? A smartphone. And ultimately, you're going to see a lot of companies like Motorola, Samsung, Acer, Asetek, LG, HTC, and Apple yawn. Can Dell be successful at selling cell phones? It'd be a smartphone. It's going to be an Android phone. Well, they've tried to do TVs, and how many of you have a Dell TV? I don't think this is going to be a big one for Dell. I don't think there's any big story there in any way, shape, or form. Um, Raymond James Day is initiating select regional banks. Now, again, I watch big banks to see how the U.S. economy is doing. If big box, big bank stocks are doing well, that typically means that they're lending. Now, again, this is a massive generalization. But our economy goes nowhere until banks lead us higher. And they've done a pretty good job, to be quite honest with you. In the last six months, if you can take up 100%, you'd be pretty happy with it. Sure. Now, two Senate uh, panel members are asking for the Ben Bernanke confirmation to be delayed. I don't see a story there. That may make the markets a little bit nervous because we know the demon that we have in Ben Bernanke. Wall Street's they freak out when we don't know demons, but this one just seems to me a little PR-ish. You know, let's let's get ourselves a little press release so we can show our constituents how great we are. Uh, BJ's Wholesale, their sales decreased one-half of 1%. Uh, that's not bad. That's not bad for a recession. You're seeing Macy's, their sales down 2.3%. You're seeing Gap, their sales down about 1%. So the high-end Tiffany's, the high-end retail doing very, very poorly, but the the low-end retail like Ross, we're definitely going to Ross, um, doing very well. Target, okay. Okay, not great, but okay. So just going through it again, a couple more stories. I'm just running through my my Bloomberg terminal right now. Microsoft Windows 7. Walt Mossberg wrote about this, and Walt Mossberg is, he's a writer for the Wall Street Journal, that I wish he were my dad. He's one of those older people that he makes sense. The Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, two best newspapers, I think, almost in the world. I'll throw in the Financial Times in that as well. And since I don't speak any Asian, I don't know about Asian newspapers. Um, Anyway, Windows 7 gets a good review, and the company's going to release Windows 7. It's going to be October 22. It's a little bit faster. It's a little bit more loved. Windows Vista was hated, and this is going to be good. It, he says it's the best version of Windows ever. He says it's boost productivity, and it's a pleasure to use. He, he basically says Apple, you know, they got their, their product out there, and it's good, but Apple's been very evolutionary, not revolutionary, and he said this feels evolutionary, not revolutionary, but it fixes the flaws, and it's a more satisfying uh, experience. Um, Mossberg's good. He's one of those people that will save you money on a product. He loves the iPhone. Every other phone, he's like, it's not the iPhone. Just giving you a little color. Um, Elsewhere, retail vacancies hit multi-year highs. Consumers start their holiday shopping in earnest next month. They're going to find fewer stores competing for their business. Vacancy rates at malls and shopping centers have risen to multi-year highs. Now, what's important to note about this is that you could invest in commercial real estate either by going out and buying a shopping mall or going out and buying a hotel. Or you can buy what are called REITs, real estate investment trusts. When do you want to buy REITs? Do you want to buy them now when there's a lot of bad news where we're saying the hardest hit retail properties are those that were completed in the last year or two, 30% half empty or worse. Uh, vacancy rates are 10.3% in retail, retail space across shopping centers in the United States. Uh, you know, the open air center is typically anchored by a grocery store, or big box retailer vacant uh, in the third quarter by 10.3%. So when, when do you want to buy a commercial real estate investment trust? Now, a REIT is a publicly traded stock. 
you can buy them. Do you want to buy them when the market's getting kicked and, and beat up and brutalized and ravaged? Or do you want to buy it when everyone knows it's doing great and everyone loves it? You want to buy it when it's getting ravaged. Am I telling you to do it? I think, yeah, I am, if your portfolio needs it. But again, you can't do that unless you've got a stomach of steel. And if you don't have a stomach of steel, like, I can eat any hot sauce in the world. I can eat any pepper in the world. I'm good because I'm not very emotional. I'm good because i got a, a rock stomach. When it comes to money, you got to have those things. Otherwise, don't play the game. Ross, store sales up 8%. And for the record, there's a Father's Day commercial that comes out with Ross that makes me want to die where the girl says that she's going to get a tie for daddy. And uh, she goes, we're definitely going, you're off. It just makes me want to die. Um, I don't know. Some commercials just push my buttons. And I know you're saying, Rob, get a DVR and just skip over them. Maybe that's what I'll do next time. Maybe that's what I'll do. Um, initial claims. Okay, this is another uh, story that I have to hit on ever so quickly. The latest initial claims report again showed the volatility in the labor market. Claims fell 33,000 to 521,000. The drop in claims was sharper than the expectations of 540,000. So we went from 521,000 people claiming unemployment last week. We thought it was going to be 540. Now, if you think that's a good number, and because it's down, like, ooh, happy days are here again. No, 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 no. That number needs to be significantly lower. It needs to be under 400,000. Any number over 400 is bad. This isn't like, well, it's getting better. It's trending in the right direction. A bad number is a bad number. A, a patient being diagnosed with, you know, 14 tumors versus 12, it's still not good. Hmm. California pizza, kitchen, target raised to $15. I don't care. Um, GameStop, a company we talked about recently this week, um, upgraded price target $34. Ultimately, they think GameStop's current valuation is compelling. They expect the company to benefit from several near-term catalysts, some hardware price cuts, uh, software releases going into the holiday, industry sales to return to positive Tory in September. So I think they're calling for a short-term trade over at Wedbush Morgan to $34. It's currently a $26 stock. Remember earlier this week when it was around 25 I said if it can go to the low 20s, um, I'm all about it. So there you got that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. One more story that we have to hit briefly here. Pot, marijuana, weed, wacky tobacco. Marijuana advocates are gathering signatures to get as many as three pot legalization measures on the ballot for 2010, setting up what could be a groundbreaking clash with the federal government over a drug policy. One poll shows voters would support lifting the pot prohibition, which would make the state of more than 38 million the first in the nation to legalize marijuana. Now, what's the investment play here? Probably Papa John's or, or Domino's Pizza. Because when you get high, you kind of want some munchies. Uh, the state already, or maybe Doritos, so you'd go with Pepsi. Now, the state already has a thriving marijuana trade, thanks to a first-of-its-kind 1996 ballot that allowed people to smoke pot for med- medical reasons. Full legalization could turn medical marijuana dispensaries into all-purpose pot stores, and the open sale of joints could become commonplace on mom-and-pop liquor store counters in liberal locales like Oakland and Santa Cruz. Now, here's the kick. I've done a lot of... I, I, I'm not going to say I've done a lot of research. I've done a lot of studying on this. And legalizing pot will make money for the state. But it also will put more of a burden on our healthcare system. Because for better or worse, there are issues that come out of pot-like emphysema. So for better or for worse, there are issues. So the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency, said they are not going to speculate on any decision yet. Marijuana is illegal under federal law, and the DEA will continue to attack large-scale drug trafficking organizations at every level. 
The most conservative of the three ballot measures would only legalize possession of up to one ounce. And there would be a $100 fine, any amount, if you go over that. Proposal could also allow anyone to grow a plot of marijuana up to five by five feet on their private property. I don't know. How do you feel about that? (laughs) I can see my hand. 800-345-5639. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. care for Bugs Bunny. I always pulled for the underdog in cartoons. Like, I always wanted the coyote to get that damn bird, cut him up and eat him. And yet the bird would always pull out some sort of meat meat and run away from him. I bring this up because of Daffy Duck. I know you're saying, where are you going with this? First and foremost, don't you think Wile E. Coyote probably had a good lawsuit in this day and age against Acme? Because everything they, they gave him would like not work the way it was intended to. Maybe he wasn't reading the instructions, but I don't know. If I ended up falling off a cliff because my rocket booster didn't get me all the way up, I'd probably sue Acme. But I digress. I know you're saying, Rob, you are a sick, twisted kid. You thought about that stuff, didn't you? I did. I did. There was a, a Bugs Bunny once where it was based on Alibaba. And not, is it Alibaba? In the, in one of those Arabian uh, Nights tales. Alibaba Bunny, it was called. And it was all about the uh, the treasure cave. And ultimately, Daffy Duck gets shrunk down to size. And uh, he, he ultimately grabs a pearl out of an oyster. And he just goes, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm healthy, sick, and rich. I remember that. I don't know why, but I remember it very, very clearly and very, very vividly. You remember things from your childhood in funny ways. They stick with you. Remember Woody Woodpecker? There was two Woody Woodpeckers. There was the normal Woody Woodpecker, and there was the crazy, freaky Woody Woodpecker. And uh, I remember the crazy, freaky one because he kind of scared me. Um, he was just crazy. And he, he did a little song. He goes, everyone thinks I'm crazy, crazy. Yes, sirree, that's me, that's me. Knock a hole in every tree. Well, knock on wood. And it just, it scared me. Anyway, um, why do I do this? Because I'm, I, one thing I want to st- reach out here is to say there's a lot of ways to get to where you want to in retirement. First and foremost, you got to plan ahead. Earlier this week, I had Aaron Patzer on from Minton.com. He does a website that does budgeting. You got to have a budget. On top of it, you got to have a goal. Budget plus goal means you got a plan. You got to live within your means. I don't always do that. Sometimes I take extraordinary vacations. I go way beyond my means. But then I live sparingly when I get back. So I don't eat breakfast. I don't eat lunch. I'm, you know, a minimalist in so many ways. Uh, Make saving a habit. This is how you get wealthy. Every two weeks, you save 10 to 15% of your paycheck. If you don't, you're not going to get wealthy. Now, can you hit it rich by getting a miracle and having a great uncle die? Sure. But not many of us have great uncles. And great uncles tend to be living longer today and eating up all their money. Credit cards. If you want to get wealthy, stop using credit cards. It's that simple. Credit cards are 8 to 20%. That means you have to work an extra 20% this week. Let's say, what are you doing, 40 hours? you got to spend an extra 8 to 10 hours at work just to cover your credit card spend expenditures? That's ludicrous. I'd rather you get home and be sexy and have fun and 
and and and love your spouse. Don't work an extra eight to ten hours just so you can cover your credit cards. That's 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 nuts. You want to establish credit. Part of getting wealthy is having credit. I know you're going. Oh, you're killing me. You just said don't use credit cards. I said don't use credit cards. But you need a good credit score because a good credit score gets you a cheap mortgage. A good credit score gets you a cheap uh, rate on a car if you have to buy a new car. I don't like new cars. I like used cars. I know you're saying, Rob, but I want a new car. I want the new car smell. But that's not how you get wealthy. You want to have a marketable skill. You're not going to get wealthy unless you could do something other than be an admin assistant. You're not going to get wealthy being a painter unless you own a painting company. And then your marketing skill is that you can manage people and not necessarily manage painters. I don't know if that makes sense to you. You want to marry wisely. How do you marry wisely? You and your spouse need to create a budget. You need to have the same financial values. You want to work towards a goal. You want to have some fun, though. As, as, as miserly as I am, you know, Scrooge is, is someone I love. Every year, I love that movie. I, I love it. You know, Bill Murray, I love his Scrooge. I think Scrooge was a fun film when he's deciding what gifts to give people, you know. I love that. The Scrooge that, that had no friends, but he was wealthy. He was the wealthiest guy in England. I like that. But then the movie kind of has a, a, a suck Hollywood ending where he starts giving away gifts and loving people. I like it when he made uh, Tiny Tim's dad work on Christmas. I liked that because that's how you get wealthy. But boo, it kind of ends badly, right? Those 10 little things that I just talked about, that's how you get wealthy. Now, there's some other ways to do it for sure. For instance, as you start getting older, you want to make sure that you have the right insurance in your life. We had a woman call in earlier today, Julie, and she owned two houses that are paid for in cash. My house wasn't paid for in cash. I don't need earthquake insurance. If, my, if an earthquake comes and knocks over my house, don't need it. She does because she paid in cash. So you want to pay off all your non-mortgage debt. That's how you get wealthy. You want to kick the debt cycle all together when you can later in life, all together. I get phone calls from people who are worried about their credit score getting hurt because they're going through a foreclosure or a loan modification. Who cares? You got bigger issues right now. Diversification, super important as you get older. Continue to learn. Protect your assets with proper insurance. Get your will known. And live life. I know you're saying, Rob, in four minutes, did you just tell us how to get wealthy? I kind of did. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. There's no other show like this on radio because mm, my internal editor doesn't work so well. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.